Danny Skiff with Specialized D. Sanders. Specialized D. Sanders. Boy, I tell you, I often say that the oil and gas industry is specialized, but now we're talking really specialized when we're specializing the D. Sanders, the D. Sanders, if you will. So, uh, Danny Skiff, welcome to the program. How are you doing today? Thank you. I'm doing great. Well, let's get into that specialized product that you have. Talk about your product, what what kind of service you guys do, and, and how you're involved in the oil and gas industry. All right. So Specialized Desanders has been making vessels for catching sand as it comes back out of a well, preventing downstream damage. Uh, they've been doing it for about 20 years now, based out of Calgary, Alberta. And so a little bit different from the cyclonic and spherical sand separators. This is a uh, long horizontal vessel. We separate the liquid and gas flow at the inlet and then establish laminar flow. We're able to actually use Stokes Law to calculate where the sand will fall out so we can desand on paper before it starts and make sure that everything's going to work like, like it should. Did you say Stokes Law? Yes. What so is Stokes, Stokes law, law? I'm not familiar with that. It is a physics law that applies to a spherical particle falling through a single-phase laminar fluid. So because our flow is laminar, we can actually use that physics law to calculate where the sand is going to fall out in the vessel. So we know before we ever start that we're going to be able to catch all of it without carrying over. That's interesting. Okay. I I was going to ask you about the different types of sand and just the industry. One of the things that fascinated me was how specialized the frac sand industry got about how certain shale plays, if it's more spherical, it's this and that. And here now you're talking about, you know, you've got a a, a different type of uh, desander and all kinds of different things. Explain to the layman out there some of the differences between the sand and, and just some of these different ways that people can understand it. All right. So, of course, in, in fracking, you're forcing sand between the layers of shale to prop it open so that the gas and oil can flow out. So it's called the propant. And the sand that is being used out here in the Permian now is... Uh, local mine sand, it is not quite as round as what they used to use. Uh, it is much less expensive to mine it here in the Permian and use it in the Permian than it is to mine it in the northern United States and bring it down on trains. Um, the drawback of that is that it's not as round, so little bits of corners and things break off, and there are more ultrafine particles involved when it flows back out. So that's going to give you some issues with some fine sand that older technology of, of sand separators won't be able to catch. And then now they're fracking most of them out here with 100 mesh sand, and 100 mesh refers to the size. It is 149 microns equals 100 mesh. So it's a very small particle um, around the size of human hair, and uh, it, it flows out um Destroys everything in its path, eats up chokes, fills vessels, eats up valves, eats up pipe. And so our job is to catch it as it comes out of the well before it can go downstream and accumulate where it shouldn't be or damage things downstream of uh, our vessel. That's just absolutely We're, fascinating to me. Some of these, some of these how, how nickels make dollars within the oil and gas industry. I mean, because what you're talking about is is exactly right it's such preventative measures that are needed in order to make 
you know, the, the, the engines work, if you will, the, 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 the nuts and bolts of it. So this is very interesting. So talk to me a little bit about how you guys are saving money for the oil and gas companies out there. Is that, is that primarily the idea behind it? Is that, you know, your, the, the prevention factor, or is there other ways that you guys are helping out the industry by making it more efficient and saving money? So, that, you know, if, if it's not saving them money, nobody wants to hear about it. So, first of all, that's, that's where we start is we're saving money several different ways. For one, uh, we have one client recently that started using our desanders, and they had been seeing an average of $20,000 per well in charges for washout and damages following the initial flow back of the well. So, on a four-well pad, they were seeing 80000 in washouts and damages. And now with our vessels there, um, upstream of the choke, they're not ever even seeing sand of the choke. So we've completely eliminated that $80,000 cost of washouts and damages. The other thing that we're able to do is by we're collecting very accurate data on the sand. We've got a system called Sand Sentry that measures the sand in the vessel. And when the vessel's cleaned out, we can get exact uh, amounts of sand that were uh, produced and removed. And so we can give them very accurate sand reports, which before this, they've not been able to get. So if they have a certain level of sand, they're comfortable with releasing the equipment and everything on the pad, including our equipment. Um, we're able to actually give them that data in an accurate form so they can base it, their decisions on that and not be guessing. So they know when to release the flowback equipment. Um, we're saving them in the washouts and damages. But then another big thing with our vessel is we also are reducing emissions. Uh, because with our vessel, that sand sentry system tells you when you need to empty it. You're not blowing it down to check. You're only blowing it down when it needs to be emptied. And so through that, we're actually able to reduce fugitive emissions by 80 to 90% versus the other technology that's out there. You guys have locations in Calgary, it looks like, and... Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Denver, Colorado, Oklahoma City, Midland, Texas. I'm looking at the back of your card. Uh, in addition to three Canadian locations, is that still the case? Are you are you guys in these uh, six, seven different locations? Yes, we are. So I, the reason I ask that is is each shale place pretty different, aren't they? In terms of yes. yeah. So do you guys are you primarily just having this? Uh, Sand separator for the, uh, or that's probably even not the right term, is it? It's a desander. Right. Yeah, it, it is under the general heading of a sand separator. Okay, I, I, I don't want to cause any fighting words amongst the <laughs> amongst the frac sand people here by getting the wrong terminology. But uh, well, t- you know, fire tubes and fire hose, different things. So right. <laughs> we start talking about that. But um, you know, you get you go to the Tuscaloosa, and it's so muddy down there. I don't even know how much frac sand that they have but uh are you guys doing different specializations for different uh shale place or or is it just primarily the permian now because that's just where the action is well we've got jobs going on right now in the northeast uh pennsylvania ohio we've got jobs going on in the rockies up in north dakota uh, texas new mexico it's the wells are different you know we're actually effective on uh, wells that are mostly oil wells that are gas and wet gas, wells that are dry gas. Um, you know, one client on dry gas wells, we ended up reducing their flowback cost by 55%. They let us actually do a, a case study on our website about it. 
So similar success on gas wells as oil wells. Well, and that was the other thing I was going to ask that to me, what is so exciting about this and where I see the, probably the biggest growing pain for education is just the fact a lot of this R and D stuff has come to light now. You know, there's a lot of this stuff took 10, 15 years to enable to prove the cost savings. And so, you know, a lot of these different, um, I guess, numbers are coming to fruition. And so, people are starting to see the long-term costs because sometimes things are a little bit not not pricey up front, but maybe maybe not the cheapest on the block type of a thing. And, and, and sometimes you get what you pay for. Is that the case with a lot of this frac sand and the separators and that sort of thing, or does that not even matter? It is the case. Um, you know, our, our vessel is not the cheapest out there. Obviously, it brings more to the table. But if you look at the cost of how we're reducing washout and damages and, and the cost savings from that. Um, the cost savings of having a, we have a very low differential pressure compared to other types of sand separators. So that lets the well produce more in the early stages. If they add in the cost benefits of all that, we work out to be cheaper than our competitors, but you know, you still have to fight that battle every time is uh, well, I can get a sand separator for this much and yours is almost twice as much. So, yeah, you have to get get your opportunity and get out there and prove what you can do. And it's hard being on both sides of it because you know on one side you're like you know you got you got to have confidence to say I'm going to be in business for a year, two, three, four, five years, and then on the other side the other guy's like oh, I got to get my bills paid next month. How am I going to do this? So I get it, but at the same time you know you, you, that's what that's what makes business go around. So. Um, how about uh, 2020? How was it? How was the last year? How'd you guys do? Did you have a lot of changes? Just talk to me kind of a year in review, if you wouldn't mind. All right. Yeah, we started out the year very strong. Um, had pretty much the most profitable business we've had since coming to the U.S. Things were going great. Uh, we had a lot of interest. We had some great meetings. Had people out to locations to look at uh, our desanders in action. And um, a lot of really positive growth up until about the middle of March. And one particular one, I remember the dates because I was, I was heading out of town to South Texas to go have a meeting with a client there on March 16th. And they called me up and said, Hey, you haven't left West Texas yet. Have you? And I said, well, I'm on my way. And they said, well, turn around and go back. It looks like we may have to shut our office in for three or four weeks. So that was March 16th. Now, of course, Offices ended up being shut for six months or more. Some still aren't open yet, but uh, everything just kind of came to a grinding halt. So uh, we've we've had a tough year. We have been able to keep enough work to, you know, keep all of our guys working. Um, we've stayed just busy enough, and some real positive signs now. We're getting uh, some of those interested parties from earlier in the year are calling back and saying we're getting ready to get rolling again. Um, one of the, our biggest client in the first quarter, uh, we're going to get back out on some wells with them um, first week of December. So we're really looking forward to that. Great company to work with and glad to, we'll, we will be very glad to be out there working with them again. So it's it's been tough. It's been a struggle for everybody. Um, I guess just to recap, we've kind of weathered it at this point, it looks like. Um, things are starting to pick up a little bit and seeing some signs of... Uh, some good things coming. 2021, what's the outlook look like? Have you guys uh, changed anything in 2020? 
that's going to make you approach things differently in 2021 or anything along those lines? Well, we've, we, we have reduced prices just like everybody else in the industry. We reduced prices um, and found more efficient ways to do things like everybody else that survives these downturns. Um, we're looking forward to things getting better in the first quarter. In the second quarter, we've uh, you know had some meetings in the last month or so uh, and gotten some really positive outlooks from our clients. So I, th- I think we've uh, get through the end of the year strong here with this work that's coming in the first week of December, and then we're really looking forward to a, everything picking up after the first of the year. Man, the frack sand people had to go and sharpen the pencils again. Boy, you guys just did that a few years ago. Man. Yes. I tell you, I feel I feel for you guys then because, like you said, you guys had to sharpen your pencils a few years ago. We did stories on that, and that's how I got so educated on the different shapes and different uh you know pressures when it came when it comes to frac sand. I didn't realize that Wisconsin and Minnesota had so much frac sand in it. I didn't I didn't know that, you know. Um Yeah, they have, they have some nice round particles up there. <laughs> right, and just, uh, that's, that's what makes for good frac sand. Right, but what um, you said as far as the, the shipping of it, um that 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 changes the whole cost and and it makes it makes it just not economical or viable. I I had heard figures as high as $500,000 in savings per well by using the sand mined here in West Texas versus bringing sand in from somewhere else. It wouldn't surprise me. You know, it it wouldn't surprise me at all. But, um, you know, that's just just part of, like you said, part of the ebbs and flows of businesses. That's just the way it works. But, man, when you said you guys reduced your pricing again, I went, no, not again. You guys – you guys should be the last ones to do it. You guys were one of the first ones stepped up to the plate to sharpen the pencils. So anyway, that was during the 2015-16 downturn, I remember. Uh, anywho, but uh, how can people get in touch with you and, and uh, get you some business and that sort of thing? Our website is desanders.com. And uh, on there, you can get contacts for each of the different basins. I'm out here in the Permian. Uh, my number is 432-878-1227, dskiff at dsanders.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn, Danny Skiff. I've made a lot of great connections that have worked out here in the oil business on LinkedIn. Also, I want to put in a quick plug for Oilfield Helping Hands. I think you and I met at, well, I think it was an Oil Connect meeting, the Oilfield Connections meeting that we met at, but um, involved with Oilfield Helping Hands out here in the Permian. Um doing some charity events, raising money, and, and helping out people that are employed in the oil and gas industry that are on temporary hard times, try to help them through it. Uh, Specialized D. Sanders has been great with uh, letting me sponsor some events for them and, and help out with meetings and things like that. They've given me a little time and a, a little expense account to uh, cook barbecue for gatherings and things like that, so much appreciated. That's Oilfield Helping Hands, correct? Yes, sir. Katie Grimes down there in the Permian Basin, if my memory serves me correct. She's serving the Oilfield Helping she does Hands. A yeah. Fantastic job out here. Yeah, I we, we like her. We, we like Katie here at the Crude Life. So, uh, all right, good plug there. And, of course, any of the different community uh, nonprofits or organizations that certainly need 
assistance with the oil and gas industry can always lean on us here at the Crude Life if there's an event or need an interview out there, that sort of thing. Well, let's see. Any final thoughts here? Mr. Danny Skiff of Specialized D. Sanders USA, based out of Canada. Um, <laughs> Sorry, just, uh, I just I, that was all organic because you mentioned you guys are based out of Calgary, right? <laughs> yes, that's our our head office, and that's where they started. So yeah, D specialized D Sanders USA. I still got to be a smart ass, so had to throw that <laughs> in there. But uh, how could uh, any final thoughts or whatever about uh, specialized D Sanders USA? Well, uh, I'm optimistic. That's that's really my final thought on everything. Uh, I see signs of things improving. I see a few people getting back to work. And uh, looking forward to 2021.